0: Now, I've been doing those postural respiration or possible restoration, whatever kind of therapy. I've been doing this therapy. Remember, this is not from the medical perspective. This is all from the patient's perspective. So, I might not bring up the correct muscle, but I'll get you to the right body part. You know, you'll get my meaning. You'll understand what I'm talking about eventually. So, I've been doing these exercises. And my left side is the side that always seems to collapse. And since, and I'm having to catch my breath because I'm so excited, because I went from being barely aware of my surroundings, right? To all of a sudden having all this energy, but then realizing and understanding that I can't do everything. How in the world do you stop a racehorse and make them go donkey speed? Now, I'm not saying I'm as graceful as a racehorse. I'm just saying my, <laughs> my, my will to go is so strong right now. But it was this morning when I woke up at 543 and I looked at the date on the calendar and I went, oh, my son's Taekwondo tournaments this Saturday. I forgot to tell my husband. Can my husband get off? Wow. How did this happen? This illness consumes my life. Whether it be exercises, appointments, trying to read up on it. You know, people are probably saying, well, if you quit doing this podcast, you'd have time to go do something. But in all honesty, this podcast is one of the things that keeps me going. My family and whole is very important to me. They keep me going, but I need to have something that gives me purpose. And they give me purpose. Oh, that sounds horrible, doesn't it? Just, I'm just digging a deeper hole. But I'm trying to make a positive spin out of why I got this illness. Now, it breaks my heart when I see somebody post their five- or six-year-old daughter barely being able to get up the steps To what purpose that they're doing this, I don't know, but it just breaks my heart. They didn't ask a question. They weren't doing anything. I guess they just were were sharing, but it breaks my heart because I have no rhyme or reason as to why this little girl is struggling so much. It pains me. And when it's happening to me, a 53-year-old woman, I'm like, I'll deal. I'll cope. But when it's your child, another person's child, a baby, oh my lands, it just totally tears me apart. So this illness consumes me. And what makes me so blasted mad is that today I got help, not by medicine, not by surgery. It was somebody listening to me and physically laying their body on my person. Cindy Hartman. Cindy Hartman! Cindy Hartman! I walked out of physical therapy today, able to walk. I went in barely able to limp. Doing these exercises, I've always told you, when I'm doing something, my body rejects proper posture. And when I was seeing the man who called himself a genius, once a week for the same therapy, but he didn't tell me what it was called, and he didn't explain to me what was happening to my body during each exercise, there was too much time in between. So I had six days to do those exercises improperly. So by the time I got back to my therapy appointment, it was correcting everything and then trying to add a new exercise to it. So doing these exercises, we're trying to get my left side a little bit more dominant because my right side is powerful; it's totally dominant. But in the process of doing these exercises, those simple ones that I was telling you about—blowing into a balloon and and squeezing my knees and all that other stuff, lying on my back—it somehow jigglewopped my. <laughs> that's it. We jigglewopped, jigglewopped my pelvis in a way that I didn't know that it was out of alignment, but it was causing major, major pain. And had I canceled that appointment, like I felt like I wanted to, I wouldn't be walking, although in pain, I wouldn't be walking right now. And it was a realization for me today, and it gave me, it gave me hope. And that's what I hope to do with you with these podcasts. No, I don't have the answers. No, I'm not going to tell you because you're having some negative thoughts that you're a negative Nelly and you're never going to get any better because you know what? Those negative thoughts are what help bring you to the positive side of this illness. You have to have some bad, sadly, in order to get some happy times. And it kills me that I'm seeing children with this illness and to find out that if we had known about some of these things at a younger age, we might not be in the condition we're in. Every fix that I am getting so far has been from some sort of manipulation, some sort of fascial, uh, readjusting myofascial release, fascial remodeling, whatever you want to call it. Today I went in and Cindy was like, yep, your pelvis, you're out of alignment. We're going to put you back into alignment. And then she was like, your right side is so tight. My right side is pulling in. So my quad, my hip flexor, all that is turning in while my left side is turning out. So that's what's creating that pull for the, for the, by the end of the day where I can hardly walk. So she put me back into alignment. When I stood up, I was like, wow, this is incredible. But I still feel like I've been kicked in the side. But for two years, I have been chasing this pain. It's on my left side. It hurts like the Dickens when the day goes on and it gets worse. And I feel my body just crushing up i just feel it folding up all throughout the day you know what i'm talking about like you start off all nice and tall and then you're barely standing but you're hunched over and you're just grasping you've got this pain it hurts to touch my left side it it's like there's a burning there's this, it feels like nerves. It honestly feels like you've got a pinched nerve. And every doctor turns you away because there is no pinched nerve, you know. It's just in your head. That's what they tell you. But today, when I was lying down on my stomach, she pushed this muscle. It's the quad or something or whatever. It's up in your back and it attaches to three things. And that, I started getting so much relief. I was pretty much breaking out in a sweat because it was so painful and all she was doing was pushing on that muscle. That's all she was doing. But it was a myofascial release on this one muscle that started taking care of that horrible pain that I have been asking people to help me with for two years. I've had injections. I've had fascial remodeling. I've had muscle activation, everything all because i was told you know my transverse abdominis was turned off and i had an adhesion here now yes i did have some issues and i still needed some of those things but it took this one woman to touch my back in this one area for about four minutes to start eliminating my pain a little bit and it was visual proof when i could see my leg would would extend further than it did before. And I was just in shock because I have gone from not being able to move and from chronic, chronic all-over-body pain to now manageable pain, having some days where I'm down, I'm getting hope. But I almost lost it today because I thought, i can't I can't tell you what day of the week it is. I am no kind of a mother because my son's tournament is days away, and I've been focusing on this stupid illness. That's all I've been worried about how to get out of pain. you know I feel like I've neglected my son. I feel like my family's falling apart. I feel like I've neglected the bills i've I've neglected all these things, but I really I had it was, I felt so confused the past couple of days. I'd have moments where I felt upright and good to go, but then I was just out of it. And today I finally kind of had a light bulb moment where I realized, you know, you can't do it all. It's okay. And when you start, feeling tired, you just, you need to just stop. Now, I do think I've got these things. It was wonderful. Somebody online told me to ask my doctor to check out, um, I forget what it was, something about, uh, oh, a SOBA, I think it was it SOBA, S-O-B-A, S-O-B-A, and then another test about malabsorption with an F-L. Oh, you know, at floor, something. But I have it written down, so I can ask my doctor about checking for these to see, because every time I eat, I feel full, whether it's two pieces of toast or hamburger, I feel like I can't squeeze another morsel in my mouth because my stomach just starts to just, just feel miserable, and you've got people shoving food at you because you're losing weight, and you can't explain, I'm not trying to be ungrateful, I just... I just can't do it. And it's it's a struggle because you've got people that are good-hearted and they want to help you but they don't understand because why? It's that invisible illness. And what kills me is that I am being fixed with with by people listening to me and by people, you know, doing some physical manipulations to certain things. And it's taken me years to get to this point, and it shouldn't be that hard. It really shouldn't be that hard. And another purpose for this podcast is, for one, it keeps me. It get it. I miss physically going to work. I I don't necessarily miss uh, canoodling with the people because you know there's a reason why I worked in a booth all alone. <laughs> but you know. I, I just, I'm a very, I guess I'm a very loud person. I'm a very, you know, aha uh-huh, kind of person. And you might not want to be in a cubicle next to me. So, you know, they put me off in a little corner. But you miss feeling like you are, the uh, I guess, a, a, an important part of the family when you're not physically doing what you used to do. And today I realize, I guess I am, and what is it, a cog in the wheel, you know, I guess I I really, I really do have a purpose, I really do have hope, and I didn't get like this overnight, so I'm not going to get better overnight, and that's something very hard for me to accept, having patience, and realizing that doing these exercises are gonna maybe put me back a little bit, but I just gotta get over that bump. And you know, you've got speed bumps and, oh, I found out we have speed humps. Do you know what those are? My husband and I were coming back today. He had a a skin appointment and I had my postural appointment and we were coming back because we had to drop his truck off to get worked on because he wanted to keep it up because that's his office. And he said, slow down, slow down. And I, like, was slamming on the brakes. He said, I don't want you going over this fast. And it's this humongous hump in the road. And there's signs in everything. How I missed it, I do not know. But it's just these big yellow signs that say speed hump, you know, 15 miles per hour. Oh, that reminds me. On the parkway, you know, we have the Colonial Parkway here. And we have, I don't, I guess there's a statute of limitations. So, hopefully, I won't get in trouble for this. But... There was this sign on the parkway that said dip and i had to have it dip and it was like a yellow yield sign and some friends of mine in high school they were boys they didn't seem to care too much i said i really would love to have that sign and a couple weeks later i had that sign so that was up in my bedroom for quite some time i absolutely loved it one of my favorite signs it was above my bed dip don't know why, but I just had to have it. I had that in one of those things that goes on the side of the road. That that was, it was. I think my third stepfather got it and gave it to me. It was one of those things where you turn the light and the light flashes, caution, just a little bitty thing. So, yeah, I decorated my room with things from the side of the road. <laughs> oh, and, and my shelves were, you know how you take milk crates and things like that? Yeah, my stereo was like on milk crates and boards and stuff like that. That's how we decorated back in yesteryear. Before now, it's all fashionable and stuff like that. But that speed hump, it was humongous. It was a big hump that is bigger than just a regular old bump. And I realized that's kind of what we go through with this illness. We, we get bumps, we get humps, and then eventually we get smooth roads. And that's what it is with this illness. It's not always positives every day. It's not always it's not always getting fixed every day. It's just getting by sometimes, right? It's hard to admit you don't know what day of the week it is. It's hard to admit that you can't get up out of bed. It's hard to admit to somebody that I'm happy I took a shower. Woohoo! <laughs> and they're thankful that you did. But you think about it. It's not always easy. And there's gonna be some humps and some bumps and dips in the road. But you gotta have hope. You have to remain hopeful. Because that's, I think, probably 50% of this illness is remaining hopeful. Because if you're not hopeful, that negativity just sinks in. And and I'm realizing that more and more now as the doctors that I go to don't have any fixes anymore. There's no medication. There's no surgery. You know, they kind of run out of options. And so now that I'm realizing that Again, like I said yesterday, getting better is from within. At least, I think, 50% of it has to be the mental part, right? We've got to have at least some positivity. And it's hard. It's hard when you look at a child barely being able to get up the steps, unable to participate in other things with their friends. It's super hard. It's maddening when you realize that this is something that's unnecessary and that I think could be fixed if we just started on it a little bit sooner. This was more recognized and and things like that. It's frustrating. It really is. And I am. I'm sitting here looking at my pile of papers that I have now condensed into a nice little folder. I'm very proud of myself. But then I look at the other chair that's got three boxes of deliveries that I have yet to open. And then I'm also looking at the hamper full of clothes. And then I'm thinking, does my son have bananas to eat? Is there milk in the refrigerator? Because you can't plan your days with this illness. You can't. You can, but who knows if it's going to go the way you want it to. And it's more than just a push through it. It's really hard to just push through it. Because when you push through it with this illness, it almost makes you worse. So I am doing this major balancing act. And I am trying so hard to figure it out. So I can come up with, with some plan, with some regimen. And now I might come up with something, and it might work for you, and it might not. But I am trying. And I appreciate you being here. And, oh, 12 countries. Belgium just joined us. And I'm so excited. I'm going to learn all the countries. Hopefully, (laughs) there'll be more. But it's a thrill for me. And I appreciate you coming back each and every day. And I hope you don't tire of me saying that. Because I have nothing to give you but conversation. But with your support and you coming back, I'm hoping we can get sponsors so I can give you something. Because you don't know how much you are helping me by listening and by sending me messages and sharing your stories with me. And you know what? I've got that interview coming up and she's got a beautiful name and I don't even want to mess it up. So she is going to be talking about medical gaslighting. She's writing a book. But you know what I'm having to do? I was going to interview her tomorrow, but I just made this decision up now. I can't do it because I need to conserve my energy for my son's tournament on Saturday. And I hate to be rude to her, but I hope she'll understand. I think she will. I'm going to have to move her to next week because I don't know how my body's going to react. And that's something we have to do with this illness. And I hope if you've got somebody in your life and they're listening right now, because for whatever reason, they might not believe you saying it. You know, I don't know why they believe me, but maybe just hearing it from another person that you you don't know and they hear it from the mouth of somebody else, they're like, well, damn, she really does have a problem. And I'll tell you, it does help when you have other people that have this illness and they share it with somebody who is thinking that their loved one might not have it. And I'm referring to to my, one of my doctors. His daughter has this illness. And he came to me and he said, you know, I was leaving the house and she's home on spring break and I wanted her to vacuum. And I said, why don't you vacuum? Get up and do something today. And then he spoke with me and then he realized that it really was beyond that she just wasn't being a lazy teenager. He understood the the spoon theory, the match theory, the pie, whatever you want to use. So sometimes it takes hearing from another person that has nothing to gain sharing their story so that someone in your life better understands what you're going through. Because sometimes it's hard, isn't it? Explaining to somebody why you can't go out to lunch with them. I've got, you know, Neil and Troy. I've, I've got to call her next because we were going to try to get together on Saturday, but I can't. It's my son's tournament. And I can't take a chance that I'm all out all day for my son's tournament that I'm going to be any good by Saturday night, much less be able to function Monday. So I am learning, I'm I'm learning how to try to manage this disease and sharing with you daily helps me. I just don't understand how episodes ago I was up changing sheets, doing laundry, doing all of these things to then all of a sudden feeling like a brick wall just came in front of me and I couldn't get out of bed. I don't think this is permanent. I don't think this is the way it's going to always be. It might be, but because I'm trying to be more accepting and I'm trying to be hopeful, I'll be able to better manage these days. Now I've got friends that are diddy bopping off to, to, here and there and everywhere via plane. They're chaperoning events. They're going to work every day. I can't look at that as a negative for me. I'm happy for them. I am so happy they're out of that being in bed stage. I'm so happy that they're at that point. My body's just not there yet. It will be. And when? I don't know. And will it be You know, me being able to fly everywhere and do everything? Maybe not. But I'm taking baby steps. And when I get done with you here, I'm gonna get down down and dirty (laughs) and do my new exercises. And I don't even know how to explain these to you. But these now, believe it or not, I am having to stretch this quadra thing that's in my back. You would think it's in your leg, right? Because it's not a quadricep, it's something else. But rather than take time looking it up, I wanted to talk with y'all. And like I said, this podcast, the only time it takes is the time to record it. So if it's 10 minutes long or 40 minutes long, that's how much of my day is taken up by this podcast. And it gives me a chance to sit down on heat for a little bit and get my body ready because I have to heat up this muscle because she wants me to stretch it and they're simple exercises like lying on my back with my knees bent and leaning my legs to the right for like five to six seconds four to ten times a day because i've got to stretch out this muscle because my left side because it's so weak and my right side is so dominant everything is not firing on all the cylinders it's like I'm an eight-cylinder vehicle, and I've only got four cylinders of popping So I've got to reignite my left side, and part of that is by stretching it. Funny enough, we're already so stretchy, but it's so tight that I have to stretch it. And it's taken me years to find somebody that could help me with this. So I'm going to do those exercises and then try to get my mind clear enough to make sure I've paid the bills. (laughs) The lights are still on and the phone's still working. So I know I've taken care of those bills. But just letting you know, it's not so bad. It's not the best. It could be worse. But I've got my three things done today and I hopefully will be able to do a few more. Write your list for your AWOL Zebra agenda. If one of them's just be positive, good for you. I think that's awesome. Don't struggle. Don't let it eat at you. Just do the best you can. But today, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it. I was going to cancel my appointment. And I am so glad I drugged myself in there because it was just the kick in the pants that I needed to realize it's just a little hump and I'll get over it and I can be hopeful and you can too. Christy Lynn a AWOL Zebra, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Make sure you stay hopeful and have a lovely day.